Welcome to the official podcast of the Irish Association of Speech and Language Therapists, the IASLT in conversation. Happy New Year to you all. We are delighted to be talking to Idel Dunphy, the Chief Operating Officer of the IASLT today. Idel took up this role in April 22 and in this conversation we will reflect back on the achievements of the IASLT over the last decade and in particular the last two years and look forward to what is planned for the next 2023 to 25 strategic plan. So thanks for joining us, Idel. Um, Idel, you've been with the IASLT for a long time now. I suppose, what big changes have you seen for the professional body over the last decade? Um, Thanks, Kira, for having me. Um, I suppose IASLT has changed a lot over the last decade, and I think we have really worked hard to, um, I suppose, professionalise what we are doing. When I started with ISLT in 2009, it was a professional body run completely by volunteers. I was actually the first employee and at the time was employed directly through Trinity College, um, who also provided me with um, access to an office in 184 Pier Street. Um, so having an employee was a big change. We had a post box down in Cork uh, that member volunteers accessed for post. We had a mobile phone that the company secretary, uh, who is a volunteer, would check messages on once per week and return phone calls. Uh, and I suppose fast forward 10 years, uh, we have expanded our team over the last two years. Um, we remain a small team, but we're a team of, of five. And that has been a really positive piece in terms of I suppose the work that we can do and in terms of enhancing our capacity. Um, Over the last couple of years and particularly over the last two years, we have worked really hard to implement changes in the structure of the organization and changes in our operational practices. So we have established a board of directors and for the first time in 2022, we welcomed an external board member, um, Shane. So that's been a, a positive change for the organization as well. We've also established a number of new standing committees and committees. And some new pieces for us are, for example, finance and risk committee, because one of the, the key pieces identified to us previously was the, I suppose, risk to ISLT in terms of financial viability moving into the future and the importance as a company to ensure that we have clear financial procedures and clear governance. Um, we're lucky to be in the situation whereby our standing committees and our committees are well populated. And again, you know, so grateful and appreciative to the members who volunteer their time for the benefit of the profession. Um, I would say over the last number of years, I think the demands and expectations we place on ourselves as an organisation have, have increased and probably what our members expect of us has increased as well. Um, certainly on the positives, I think the work that we produce is of an incredibly high standard. Um, you know, we work with our colleagues internationally all of the time sharing our documents, our resources, and that's all thanks to our, our members who are contributing to them as well. Obviously, some risks to the, the organisation remain. Some of those are pieces like, I suppose, volunteer burnout. Um, and with the restructuring, 
with I suppose my recruitment into the the new role as COO um the, I suppose the idea is that we operationalize a lot of the work so we take some of the demands that would previously be on be on our volunteers and and committee members um and and reduce that that workload that that has been that has been on them in the past um so there's been yeah there's been huge huge changes um and I think you know maybe unrecognizable to where we were um some of the other pieces are around being very clear around our objectives we implemented our first strategic plan in 2020 so we've been very clear in terms of what our objectives are what we need to do to achieve our objectives whereas i think in the past we were often guilty of uh maybe saying yes to everything and then falling short in terms of capacity we also do a lot of work around horizon scanning. So trying to see what's coming up in the future, what are the things we need to be ready for so that we are prepared and, and not reactive. Because again, I think in the past, a lot of times we were finding that we were having to respond in a reactive way to things. So there has been lots of positive changes. Um, very lucky to work with a, a great team who work incredibly hard. Um, and have I have a really good relationship with our volunteers, with our committees, our committee chairs. So I think there's certainly been lots of positive changes and again, lots of room for, for growth uh, as we move into the future. Sounds great, yeah. And what can our members look forward to from the IASOT in 2023? Okay, so the ISLT board is currently finalising our new strategic plan. So that strategic plan will run from 2023 to 2025, and that will be available very soon to members. Um, so like I said, I suppose, look, our last strategy was around building the house, getting the structures right, and making sure that, you know, that we have an organisation that will exist into the future um, and, and will do what it is supposed to do and will expand on its offering. So in terms of some of the key pieces for 2023, um, our strategic plan is one of the focuses is around, I suppose, member engagement and communication. It's really important to us that we have a really engaged and vibrant speech and language therapy community. So we're exa examining ways in terms of how I suppose we enhance our communications, how we engage more with members. Um, we've been working really hard to increase our offering across social media platforms, and we've really increased our engagement in that way. But again, we're very conscious that there is more learning for us as, as a team, more learning for our volunteers in terms of other offerings, you know, um, even in terms of this podcast, Kira, you know, this is something new. It's the first time I've done something like this. And, you know, I think we've got to get more used to different platforms and different offerings. Um, we're also looking at, um, you know, kind of virtual drop-ins for members where we have particular, you know, topics that we want to discuss and so on. But our, our communication is, is really, really important to us. Um, inclusion and diversity would be another um, focus of our new strategy. And that's inclusion and diversity within ISAT as an organization, um, as well as supporting ways of supporting SLTs to ensure that their practice is inclusive and diverse um, and inclusion and diversity within, within the profession. So um, that will be one of our key focuses. Another piece that we want to really work on is around our media profile. So 
increasing our media profile um, and en enhancing that, we will need to, you know, we're looking at contracting in an external person in terms of helping us develop a, a media plan for the organization. There will be a training requirement for, for key personnel. Um, but really it's around increasing our visibility and our voice some more. Um, advocacy will be a key focus. And again, I suppose what we saw over the last year was we did a really big piece of work around progressing disability services um, that really highlighted, I suppose, professional body concerns and member concerns. And, you know, as a professional body, we were really concerned around the integrity of the profession and clinical governance, clinical risk, code of ethics, all of these pieces. Um, and members really, really clearly were coming to us with concerns. And the feedback from that was so positive. You know, members really want us to do this advocacy and to be really strong and really loud when we are doing our advocacy. As an organization, we realize that we have a little bit more work to do in terms of figuring out, you know, what advocacy means for ISRT and what that offering would look like. So that will be a piece for, for our strategy moving forward. And again, it's something we're really, really keen to, to increase and, and enhance that profile. Um, we had an appearance in the Oireachtas in recent months and we have another one coming up um, soon again. So, you know, that advocacy piece is really key and will be really key over 2023 and moving forward. Our affiliated SIGs, um, the SLT managers group, again, working on enhancing relationships there. Um, lots of pieces around kind of professional standards, progression of the profession. One of the pieces we will be looking at is around how we encourage recognition of quality research and implementing a, a scheme for bursaries for, for members. So that will be a new piece. Um, We've been, you know, I think CPD will will talk about in a minute, which is another key piece, as well as, you know, our, our professional standards, our guidelines, our international work and so on. So there's quite a lot of pieces of work coming up. Risk management would be a big piece in terms of how we safeguard the organisation moving into the future. So there's lots of lots of pieces of work prioritized for 2023 that at least um we hope will 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 make a start on lots of those pieces within within the next 12 months that sounds great really and i suppose it just highlights the importance of being a member of the professional body as opposed to kuru because the professional body is what supports your practice what supports your role and it's you know it, it it's got you've got a community of 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 peers to to assist you. So I suppose that all that work sounds like it's going to be really really helpful for the next yeah, year. Ab absolutely, and like that, you know, Kuru's responsibility is towards protecting the the public. Um, and you know, the professional body has a really important responsibility in terms of setting you know setting standards and and supporting therapists because I suppose I mentioned progressing disability services and you know one of the things that really came up was members were really concerned around you know their code of professional practice and ethics they were really concerned that there was going to be complaints made to Kuru because of what was happening within services and how services were being delivered and again that professional body responsibility in terms of saying no this isn't okay our members are being put at risk they're being asked to do things that are outside their scope of practice they're being you know they're being asked to do things that are actually putting them in breach of their Kuru you know, code of professional conduct and, and ethics. And for me, that really struck me was, I suppose, 
you know, the importance of members coming to us and telling us those concerns because we had we had documented a huge amount of data in terms of concerns that were being highlighted to us. Um, and we knew that, you know, therapists were really, you know, just, I suppose, at their wits end in terms of burnout and, and concerns that they were taking home with them on a daily basis. So we would certainly say, you know, come to us with concerns, come to us to get involved in in pieces of work. Um, because if you don't come to us as members to tell us, we don't we don't always know. So the door is always open in terms of of communicating and and getting in touch. Great. And you mentioned CPD and recently you surveyed members about their ideas and needs for CPD. So can you tell us maybe a little bit about what that survey found? Okay, um, I can give you some information in relation to, to CPD. So our CPD team has been working really hard in terms of analysing that data that came in from our survey. They also um, analyse feedback from all of our events over, over 2022. Um, and they've been working to develop a programme of CPD for 2023. So this is the first year that we have a new committee, which is a CPD committee that supports with that process. So we're working really hard to ensure that we have CPD that meets all of our members needs so that it's very diverse, um, that it covers, you know, a real range of, of clinical areas and, um, you know, clinical expertise and skills. We also have a couple of um, collaborations coming up with some SLT departments, which are really, really exciting as well. Um, and again, that's something we're really open to in terms of collaborating with with teams or, or departments out there in, in the provision of, of CPD. So we have some exciting opportunities coming up. I would say to, to people, if you're listening, uh, keep an eye on the Learning Centre on the new ISLT website. Um, that there will be more information added there in the in the in the coming weeks. Great, and I suppose as you've mentioned, we know that the ISLT is largely run by volunteers and the goodwill and enthusiasm of its members. So, what areas do you see ISLT maybe needing a bit more help with over the coming year? Um, well, certainly with our new strategy, um, there will be lots of opportunities for members to get involved. And I would say if members are interested in getting involved in ISLT, they can do that in lots of different ways. Um, so some people are really happy to sit on the committee and may commit to the three year term for the committee. Some people are happy getting involved in really defined pieces of work. So perhaps a working group where we're developing a position paper or a clinical guideline. Um, we have you know, other members who are happy to work on developing content for our website. So what I would say to, to members is if you're interested in getting involved, get in touch um, and we, we can figure out what best suits your, your interests. Um, I know recently I had an SLT department in touch who noticed that we didn't have a particular information leaflet on the website. So they said, look, we'll get a team together. We'll develop that information leaflet for the website. So your involvement can be what you want it to be. And what I would say is we're, we're heavily dependent on people to contribute and get involved to make sure that we can actually implement our strategic plan and so on. So as part of the strategic plan, there will be lots of, of, of working groups. If you'd like to help us around advocacy, there'll be opportunities for that, uh, risk management, um, membership is another piece that we're going to look at as part of the new strategy and you know over the last couple of years we have a lot of SLTs moving outside of the profession 
but really want to stay involved in ISLT, want to stay involved as members. You know, we need to look at what their space within ISLT looks like. We also need to look at things like, I suppose, the terminology we use and whether or not that's outdated or we need to change it. So there'll be particular working groups coming up where people can get involved. And um, we also have a number of guidelines that will be prioritised for review. Um, and again, opportunities for people to get involved in, in those pieces. And um, we will have our conference coming up later in 2023. So if people are, are interested, I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, and our 2023 conference will be a virtual conference again. And again, that was based on the feedback that our members had given us, given us and our members are asking us to just be really aware of, you know, the financial situation, the current economy that, you know, the pressures that people are under. And we're also aware of, I suppose, rising costs in terms of hosting a conference, venues, catering, hotel accommodation. So that decision was made that this conference will be will be a virtual conference in 2023 and um, with the hope that we return to face to face then in 2025. So there'll be more information coming out to members on that in the next week or so. But we're still open to, to taking volunteers on um, to support that committee. So I would say if you would like to get involved in ISLT in any way, no matter how big or small, get in touch and we will find a space for you. Sounds gratefully good. that's great okay thanks very much Adele, for taking the time to talk to us today we have lots more podcasts planned for the year ahead and like Adele said if anybody has an idea or for a podcast please do get in touch with us as well and you can listen back to our other podcasts by following our social media channels on twitter instagram and facebook or by searching iaslt in conversation on spotify thanks Kara.